Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Only I didn't say fudge. And for gosh sake, watch your language. Watch your profanity. Right, I'm sorry. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you thought a weekly podcast would just be a little fun thing to do, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Saturday, December 26th, 2015. Go home, 2015, you're drunk edition of the show, where we talk about the year in crazy. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you in part by all of our fine sponsors for 2015 and the donation of listeners like you. To date, the What the Hell Are You What the Hell listeners have donated $11.23. For 2016, we're launching a fine line of tote bags for listeners. With your recurring donation, you get this lovely custom tote bag from the Noddle One Deli just up the block from our studios. They're emblazoned with an I Fart New York logo, there was a printer error, and are completely non-biodegradable. These bags will last forever. If you would like your What the Hell Were You Thinking tote bag, text MORON to 11175 on your phone and fill out our simple form. I hear a lot of people say, you know, you Christians, you don't, you're not into the times. You're not, you're not into times. You know, you got to get, it's 2015. God did not change. His word is truth. Your word isn't truth. My word isn't truth. God's word is truth. And God says that marriage is between a man and a woman. I don't care if you think I'm judging you. The fact is, the God of the universe, he is the truth. Jesus Christ, not Muhammad, okay? It's just like these Islamic extremists, extremists. Okay, they're not just extremists. They're Islamic. President Obama, Islamic stream extremists. I am so sick of people being lukewarm. Are you serious? All these people saying they're Christians and are on the Facebook going, yay. I'm so proud of those justices. Are you a Christian? Oh, my gosh. Do you read the same Bible I read? I've been hashtag blessed. To witness some crazy shit during my years on this planet. From my earliest experience watching a whole country lose their collective minds over the idea that satanic cults were sweeping the nation and performing child sacrifices in daycare centers. Or, in, or teaching devil worship through a game containing elves and dwarves. To a vice president who couldn't spell potatoes and got in fights with TV characters. Another vice president's wife that decided dirty language and music was corrupting the morals of America's youth. Uh, people can interpret it many ways. Uh, Ms. Gore was looking for sadomasochism and bondage, and she found it. Someone looking for surgical references would have found it as well. To a president impeached for diddling an intern by a Congress who acted as though they had never dipped into a cigar, cigar humidor. Through an election decided by Supreme Court, 
a country losing their collective minds again after its first real terrorist attack, two wars, one of which was based on patent lies, the collective right shitting kittens because a black man was elected president, two years of birth certificates, the rise of the T-tards, the primal scream of that same black man's re-election, all of this pales in comparison to the sheer bugfuck crazy of 2015. You fucking crazy, man. You sound insane. Do you realize that? So, dear listeners, I give to you 2015, the year in crazy. I'm not sure which was more horrific for Americans, the Charlie Hebdo killings in Paris, where we all je suis Charlie, or the far more sinister events that unfolded in Boston. After all, Charlie Hebdo shooting was just an attack on free speech in some French-sounding country, but what happened in Boston was an attack on all that is good, that is pure, that is righteous in America football. Apparently, something happened with the balls. Fuck, I don't know, and I don't care. All I know is that some people were very angry, and it spilled over into the mainstream media like it all actually meant something. Let me ask you a question, all right? Who are you going to believe? Tom Brady, the greatest man in all of humanity, or a bunch of on Twitter? The yells of justice have spoken. I didn't do the math because, again, all the research monkeys are still on their Christmas break, but the split between the coverage of Deflategate and Charlie Hebdo was basically three days for Charlie and three years for the football thing. I mean, if you combine all the coverage on all the sports radio in a country, which it's so intense that it bends time and space back in on itself. There's a science in there they're still trying to figure out. I think that if it can ever make sports radio power a starship, we'll have faster-than-light travel. Not that the media would ever bend time and space over something equally fatuous as some squishy balls, unless, of course, the story is about the media. So when we learned in February that Brian Williams was, in fact, not the Batman, the response was measured and simple by our friends in the press. But never again will Brian Williams mislead this great nation about being shot at in a war we probably wouldn't have ended up in if the media had applied this level of scrutiny to the actual war. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being told that that was not the actual media. That was The Daily Show's John Stewart. <laughs> Why, John? Why? At least Brian Williams entertained us with his many stories and the memes he spawned, proving once and for all that in 2015, no matter what you do, it's okay so long as we can make a meme out of you. And it was a little harder to meme up in March when, in contravention of generally accepted protocols, the Republican leadership invited Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Net in to address a joint session of Congress on important issues of mutual interest to the United States and Israel, namely defeating something that President Obama supported. It wasn't as though breaking the general protocols of having the State Department and the executive branch, you know, the people constitutionally responsible for foreign policy, be the one to extend invites to foreign leaders, was unprecedented. It's just that it never actually happened before. 
And the speech, it was pure politics on both sides, and that BB was facing what he thought was a tough re-election at home, it wasn't, and that Congress really wanted to kill the Iran nuclear deal. They didn't. Speaking of unprecedented, the nation was... I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out at once. To find that once and future candidate Hillary Clinton was actually running for president. I know, I know, it's still hard to believe that this happened, and many Americans are still reeling from the news that the person we all knew was basically president-elect since 2012 decided to run essentially unopposed for the office she's basically been campaigning for since 1996, when Bill was re-elected. In other news, a sad, lonely, drunken man in a basement apartment began a plentiful plea for attention via the internet that, for no adequately explored reason continues even as we speak at this moment. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Speaking of sad, strange little men, in May, two sad, strange little men were shot by police, and in an odd twist for 2015, they were actually armed and attempting to commit a crime. Namely, they were attempting to attack a contest in Garland, Texas, where people were drawing the Prophet Muhammad. The contest... (laughs) which was full of free speech advocates and not bigoted assholes intentionally trying to provoke this exact kind of response from other Islamist assholes, was sponsored by the Stop Islamization of America, a lovely little group of proud Americans. No, that's the wrong answer. The right answer is because you're all morons. Boy, he shined a light on that, didn't he? led by Pamela Geller, a writer at the New York Post whose accomplishments include making the other writers at the New York Post look reasoned and sane by comparison. That's a really high bar to set. Speaking of sane by comparison, in June, the United States Supreme Court told Americans that marriage did, in fact, include Adam and Steve, and there was much rejoicing in those parts of the country where people are not backwards cretins and much anguish and tearing of garments in parts of the country where they are. Damn it! You got me shitting me! This, fortunately for everyone, took the conversation off the topic that a racist terrorist walked into a black church in South Carolina, shot and killed a bunch of people, which was really depressing people with the incredibly important issue we still, for some reason, can't come to a rational solution on, like gun control and onto marriage equality, which everyone basically had agreed on except for the, you know, the ignorant cretins. This will not be the last time that we fortunately get to duck this awful gun thing by some really irrelevant issue. Now, I'm going to fold a lot of stuff from June into July because that is when... It got weird, didn't it? Yeah. When Rowan County, Kentucky clerk, population 2,537, or approximately one non-rush hour New York City subway car, decided that her duty to Jesus outweighed her duty to Caesar and refused to issue marriage license to the icky gays. Davis, a multiple divorcee with children born out of wedlock, became the standard bearer for traditional marriage in the United States and a Christian hero. In the clearest example of hypocrisy I've seen since Congress impeached Bill Clinton for adultery. But that is not where things got weird. Heb Bush, the presumed Republican nominee for president, started his campaign with all the excitement of 
pomp of Kim Davis's fifth marriage, but that is still not the weird bit. A shooter entered a movie theater in Lafayette, Louisiana, and shot a bunch of people during an Amy Schumer movie because he didn't actually like women very much. And also, this is sadly not even close to being the weird bit. Four U.S. servicemen were shot at a recruiting station in Chattanooga, Tennessee by a young Muslim man. This is still so not the weird bit. In fact, the shootings were the most normal thing that happened in July. So I got that going for me, which is nice. South Carolina finally took down the Confederate flag from the state house weeks after the shooting in the church. And that is pretty damn weird, but is not the weirdest thing that happened in July. No, hands down the winner for weirdest, most fucked up, craziest ass thing that happened in July that Donald Trump, who announced his candidacy in June for the Republican nominee for the president of the United States by actually saying things like Mexican immigrants were rapists and murderers with the exception of some that he assumed were good people. He was clearly becoming the front runner for the Republican nomination for president of the United States. You're pretty fucking weird, man. You know that? (laughs) Oh, it will only get worse, friends. Because in August, the Republicans will hold their first debate in which Trump will wipe the walls with his competitors, all 383 of them, by utilizing such time-honored rhetorical flourishes as eye-rolling, sneering, insulting their manhood, or particularly the absence of manhood, and Carly Fiorina, whose face Trump found disconcerting. You're ugly! (laughs) And debate moderator Megyn Kelly, who he found too minstrel. Uh, blood coming out of her, wherever, but uh, she was... uh... And 24 million Americans lapped it up. Trump's performance in the debate, presumably not the blood from... Never mind, sorry. This is when the media began obsessively covering everything Trump said, which admittedly was ratings gold. Unfortunately, it is also basically free campaign advertising for the Donald. Now, Trump was not alone in picking up the the what-the-fuck votes in the GOP. The second runner-up, who will assume the duties of the first insane madman in the event someone managed to wrestle him down and gets him medicated, was Dr. Ben Carson, who frankly managed to shock even me with some of the things he said. It's not that what he said was shocking for a Republican. It was that they were shocking for a doctor. I mean, you would think he would embrace, oh, I don't know. Science! Needless to say, science does not appear to make an appearance in Dr. Carson's campaign rhetoric. Over on the Democratic side... Strange things are fun at the Circle K. When Bernie Sanders, a laughably delightful man with personally appealing politics and a crazy dream that America can be more like Denmark than Des Moines, actually started to look like a serious contender for the nomination, bringing in huge crowds to hear him speak and raising an inordinate amount of money in small donations. 
Fortunately for America, everyone feeling the burn will rub themselves vigorously with aloe, hold their nose vigorously, and vote for Hillary as directed by our leaders in the DNC. Because the last thing they need is some wacky old Jew from Vermont messing with their whole well-thought-out plan to put Hillary in the White House, like what happened with that uppity black kid from Chicago in 2008. No stopping them. The ants will soon be here. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. Like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality, uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar cave. Except in my case, I would be a trusted podcast person, and I can reach out to a completely different audience for no expectation of recompense in any way whatsoever, unless you really wanted me to be an ambassador to someplace. Someplace nice. I mean, I, I don't want to go to, like, Africa. <laughs> Definitely not Libya. I mean, I don't want to end up in another bingo. Oh, I'm never supposed to mention that word again, am I? Well, there goes my job in the Clinton administration. Come September, the cool Pope popped in to see what was up, smack our national jukebox, causing it to play... I found my thrill On Blueberry Hill he made out with Pinky Tuscadero, adjusted his leather jacket, and then drove his motorcycle over a tank filled with divorce birth control using Catholics. This day is One fascinating side effect of the cool poke laying his rap on Congress was the original orange man of politics threw his tanner-stained towel into the ring and retired as Speaker of the House. In a tearful speech, John Boehner, Boehner explained that we had all hurt his feelings and he was taking his categories and he was going home, kicking off a delightful turmoil in the House as the Republicans discovered that no one wants to be responsible for the shit show that is the House of Representatives, and they go off in search of a young, sexy Obi-Wan who can be their only hope. While they're searching, a gunman walks into a campus in Oregon and shoots and kills a bunch of people. Fortunately for America, we spend our obligatory three days talking about doing something before returning to the business of running a nation which experiences the highest level of gun deaths in the industrialized world by holding more debates, spending an entire day talking about Hillary's email server, and, a charmed, and then we were charmed and enchanted by a runaway military blimp. Oh, blimpy. You were the best thing that happened all month. A bearded Paul Ryan emerges from 40 days in the desert and promises to lead his people into the promised land as their house speaker, providing he doesn't really have to work on weekends or ever actually have to talk to a Republican primary voter. November ushered in the annual War on Christmas with just a single man posting a video on YouTube about Starbucks removing all of their reference to Jesus on their annual holiday cups, ignoring the fact that there never were any references to Jesus in the first place, and for about a day, people got really angry before realizing this is so stupid, it's too stupid even for America, 
and then we returned to ignoring the mass shootings in America, which this month took place at a Planned Parenthood by a self-professed warrior for the babies who was inspired by a year of deceptively edited videos about Planned Parenthood selling baby parts for valuable cash and prizes. This never actually happened, but that didn't stop Republican candidates from repeatedly saying that it did, and then vigorously denying that they ever said any such thing. I never said that. You may have heard it, I may have thought it, and it may be true. In Paris, a massive terrorist attack sparked scared Americans in places no terrorist has ever heard of to demand that anyone who might conceivably be Muslim be rounded up and placed in concentration camps immediately in case they suddenly magically heard of South Frogfuck, Mississippi. Donald Trump openly stated he would monitor the mosque and prevent anyone of Muslim faith from entering the country. The country reacts in shock and horror from these horrible racist statements by giving him an overwhelming lead in the national polls and continuing to have him lead in most of the early primary states, though Ted the Weasel Cruz is rapidly closing in on him by shimmying up the leg of conservative values voters, locking onto their testicles with very sharp teeth until they promise to vote for him. In Chicago, the courts forced the release of a police video showing the Chicago police gunning down an unarmed black man outside a restaurant, a video that Mayor Rahm Emanuel, who was in the midst of a hard-fought re-election, managed to keep from becoming public during his successful campaign. The nation continues its busy schedule of ignoring blatant police excess with the kind of blissful ignorance we usually reserve for mass shootings. Uh, yeah, okay, that's just about the most awful thing I've ever seen. Speaking of mass shootings, where we will continue to ignore the underlying cause of too many fucking guns in the country and focus on the wrong side of an issue, a San Bernardino Christmas party, and it was December's mass shooting, where it was shot up by a man and wife who may or may not have pledged their allegiance to ISIS, but that's basically irrelevant since the truth is we assume anyone who is Muslim is basically an ISIS terrorist comes to institute Sharia law on an unsuspecting America. In Paris, the world actually comes together to address the issue that is the actual gravest threat to human survival on this planet, and it's surprisingly not Muslims, but the fact that we've set the planet on broil and left the apartment to buy beer, hoping there's not a line at the bodega and the shit don't burn down before we get back with it. An agreement to keep the planet's temperatures rising only a measly two degrees over the next 20 years is reached, to which America shrugged, turned down their thermostats because it's freakishly hot in the country for late December, and went back to watching Trump threaten to line Muslim families up against the wall and shoot them, and the rest of the Republican field threatened to napalm Mecca and Medina, except for Ted Cruz, who offered the suggestion that we... I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. You know the sort of reason nuance we've come to expect from them. Which brings me to today, December 26, where I sit writing the script for the show at about 6.30 in the morning, because that's how I do, and to my predictions for 2016. You want to know what I think? Because I'll tell you what I think. And you're done. (laughs) I think this year 
was the craziest shit I have seen in my long, long 46 years. Not that all the other years weren't crazy, it's just that they weren't fucking stupid. My prediction for 2016 is that we haven't seen nothing yet. The sheer crazy will multiply like a runaway virus in that lab from the Andromeda strain. Dividing and mutating at the same time? And nothing to stop it. Normal earth checks and balances don't exist for it. Trump ain't going nowhere. We're stuck with this dude until somehow or someone in the Republican Party decides he's going to implode the entire system and send someone down in the core to turn off the primary self-destruct. Sorry, again, I, I watched the Andromeda strain last night. Bernie Sanders is going to run his course, and we will all decide that we would rather win the White House than fix the country. And frankly, I'm not sure that's a bad idea because I don't think Bernie can fix it. I think the country might just be terminal. The only way that we can save ourselves is that we figure out why the old wino and the baby are immune to the crazy virus. Sorry again, Andromeda Strain. God, that's a good movie. You should watch that. I think we're going to continue to ignore our gun problem. I mean, honestly, what could it take to move the needle on this? We've already shot up a school full of first graders. People decided that it was a fake rather than to accept the country is completely insane. And even rational people who do not otherwise wear tinfoil hats keep telling me that guns, more guns, are the answer to the problem caused by fucking guns. That is like saying the answer to alcoholism is more booze. And I've been trying to prove that wrong for years now. I better have another drink. I can still see your face. Quiet. 2016 will actually be crazier and probably hotter than 2015. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to be done. We'll... We're not going to fix anything. We'll continue to ignore our problems and focus on the inane, the pointless, and that of self-interest, while our country and the world slowly sinks into the morass of its own filth and stupidity. But you know what? And here's the one upside to everything that is going to be even worse about 2016 than 2015. And this is the really important part is that I will have an endless supply of podcast topics. Weep. Weep, America, because this show will go on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is it for our show this week and this year. We started this show in April with a simple idea of channeling our rage and disgust in 20 odd minute rants and some funny audio drops. And goddamn, we succeeded, but we could not have done it without the help of some of the following people. The band Hypnostate for their song Prelude to Common Sense, which plays in the show opener. Find their work on Jamendo.com. SoundCloud, who provides the hosting for the show and for a reasonable fee. We certainly could not have done this with all, all six of you, our listeners, whether you're in Norway or not. Hello, Knut. 
And if you haven't, you should subscribe to this show on iTunes and Stitcher, where you can comment, rate, and review so other people can experience the vague sense of discomfort that comes from hearing my admittedly nasally voice. You can follow the show on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast, the show name on Facebook, and all of the shows are at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, who comes to you every week and with all the other fictional people on this show, we would like to remind you that it's closing time, and we will open the doors up and let you out into the world. It's closing time. We can turn all the lights on for every boy and every girl this stupid stupid year you don't have to go home 2015 but you can't stay here not after you tried to climb in bed with me last new year's eve god that was creepy happy new year's everyone and we'll see you all next week Seltzer Kings Podcasts.